This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. I'm continuing in the series on perspectives on suffering, and today I'm going to talk about growing through suffering. We've already looked at how God does not send suffering. We looked at responses to suffering, both positive and not so positive. We looked at faulty assumptions and distortions about God that come up, especially when we're suffering. And today I'm going to give you more detail on how to grow through suffering and be what the Bible calls an overcomer. This is from the Passion Translation, Romans 8, 37. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. So this verse is an encouragement that we can overcome whatever we're going through. And we have God's love to go through with us. So we're going to look at some attitudes and some principles for healing that will help us become overcomers. So first, I want to talk about the medical practice of debridement. This came to me one time when I was reading, and it was very illuminating to me. So first, let me tell you what debridement is, if you don't already know. And I'm pulling this information from Wikipedia and also from an online article in Nursing Times dated October 10th, 2013, called The Role of Debridement in the Healing Process. So debridement is a medical procedure where they remove dead, damaged, or infected tissue to improve your healing potential. They use this after uh, maybe a serious burn or some kind of serious wound, or sometimes from infections, from bites, uh, from different kinds of insects. And there are different types of debridement. Some use laser, some use gels or enzymes. There's uh, hydrosurgery, which uses water, and mechanical debridement. I looked up how much pain is involved in debridement, and it says that it varies a great deal. And if you don't get debridement for a wound, if you need it, then it will prevent the healing. It can hide infection. There can be an odor because of the infection. Sometimes, although it's painful and uncomfortable, debridement is necessary. So a specialist will look at your overall health, the cause of the wound, how well your blood circulates through your body, the size and location of the wound, and then the type of debridement that you need. Then, of course, there would be follow-up to promote complete health and recovery from the wound. So maybe you can already see that if you think about debridement, it has some principles for us in terms of how we can bring our wounds to the Lord and he can help us heal. He can help us debride from things that have caused us injury. So I was thinking about how we can have attitudes about the things that happen to us 
and also about the uh, process of getting better. So we can yield to the doctor, to our great physician, or to a medical doctor, or we can fight. We can get angry at the person performing the healing procedure. We can procrastinate about letting it get treated. Or some of us can get preoccupied with the wound. We want to talk about it all the time. We want to show it to everybody. Maybe we want to post pictures (laughs) on Facebook or Instagram or social media. We want to check it over and over. Or worse yet, maybe we want to ignore it. This is James 1.23 from the Passion Translation. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all that they do. So if we ignore the things that are happening to us, if we ignore the things that we need to learn, things that keep happening, or things that we know are causing us a problem and and we're trying to stuff it, then it's going to interfere with our growth. But we can lean into the Lord to give us the courage and the wisdom for whatever we need to go through to get well or to get to the other side of the tragedy or the crisis. So I'm going to read a little bit to you from page 43 in my latest devotional book, Suffering, Insights into Faith. By the way, I'm still giving away free copies of this in a digital format if if you'd like one. God offers us his wisdom for each step of every mile. Even though our circumstances change, God never changes or shifts his character of love and mercy. He's stable even though the events on earth are not. He can help us evaluate relationships that need to shift, priorities that need attention, renewed attention to aspects of my spirit, soul, or body, situations and ties that have become weights holding me back, habits that are dominating my life, or new habits and connections that would help me advance on this next part of the journey. So I don't believe God sends suffering But suffering will expose things that need attention, things that need adjusted, things that are unhealed, or bad attitudes that we have. Sometimes suffering exposes behaviors that we thought we had tackled that come up again, habits or addictions. And as I mentioned, uh, I think in the last time, I ask God sometimes to make this trial a chariot of fire to take me to the next level. I don't want my suffering to be wasted. And if I yield it to God, he brings good out of it. He just does. So you might ask, how does God bring good out of suffering? Well, if you think about the story of Joseph, I like to go to that. The story of Joseph is in Genesis, a lot of chapters on Joseph. But Joseph basically was, uh, he was hated by his brothers His brothers decided to kill him because they were sick of him. They were jealous of him. But then at the last minute, they decided rather than kill him, why don't they sell him into slavery and at least make some money? So there we see some human trafficking there early in the Bible. And uh, 
So Joseph was sold as a slave. He was taken to Egypt. A lot of things happened in Egypt. Uh, He was falsely accused of rape and went to prison. He was in prison, I think, for three years. And so there were a lot of things that happened to him that he didn't deserve. And here's what he says at the end of his life in Genesis 50, 20. As for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are this day. God promoted Joseph to a place where he was developing strategy to help a whole nation and the neighboring areas get through a famine. So his suffering wasn't wasted, but it was suffering, and he went through tremendous rejection. Here's Romans 8:28 in the Passion Translation. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. So God will continue to weave things for your good together in your life. Maybe you heard the old story how if you look at a tapestry, if you look at one side, it's beautiful. If you look at the underside, it it looks all gnarled and twisted and messy. But what's underneath is what creates the beauty on the outside. So we can choose to yield to God, to lean into God, to teach us, to heal us, to help us find balance when we go through suffering. He didn't send it, but just like clay on the potter's wheel, we can yield to his touch and surrender ourselves, allow him to change us and mold us so that we become better people. You've heard, I'm sure, that you can become bitter or you can become better through suffering because it comes to everybody, but we do choose how we respond. So how does God bring good out of suffering? Well, here's some some things that um, some notes I've made over the years about the a perspective on suffering and seeing good come out of it. As a person of faith, the structure of your mind is intact. Your spirit is whole, but the residues of tragedy and loss from the past or what's going on now may still have an impact on the peace in your body or in your mind or the joy in your daily life. So God can use suffering that's yielded to him to make us more clean, more pure in our motives, more balance, can bring us into a deeper level of wholeness as we allow him to debreed our wounds. It enables us to be better at giving and receiving love. If we're very independent, it can help us become more humble and more inter dependent with others. That's healthy connections. If we tend to be too dependent on other people, he can help us develop strength in our innermost being so that we validate and meet some of our own needs without being so dependent on others. We can learn how to deeply experience his presence, more of his peace. We can develop and cultivate attitudes of gratitude We can be more balanced, and we can also help 
turn our perspective more to the things that are eternal, that are priorities in the long run, and less dominated and preoccupied by the mundane things of life that won't matter in the long run. So sometimes suffering helps us change our focus and we can allow our focus to be the pain or we can allow God to help us shift our focus and dig in deeper to him, lean in harder with him. This is the Passion Translation. Again, I'm reading from Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 5. Those who are motivated by the flesh, that is our own natural tendencies, only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh, that is our basic nature, is death. But the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ, that is the Holy Spirit, empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. So again, we can choose to lean in to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to abide in his presence. Many people visit God through an inspirational reading or an inspirational post on social media, but they don't settle into his presence for a few minutes every day. They multitask, but they don't drink deeply from his presence. And if you want profound transformation and power and resilience that only comes through uniting yourself and leaning into the presence of God we talked about the idea of being yoked to the Lord abiding there's lots of different things that you can call it there's lots of different terms but the bottom line is if we only visit God we're not going to have great power and confidence or impact in the world that we live in or on our families. So in terms of resources, as I mentioned before, uh, my latest devotional book, Suffering Insights into Faith, you can get a free digital copy by going to my website, drtonycooper.com, and just uh, fill out the contact form and request your free digital copy. I have a few YouTube videos that pertain to, to the topic today. Growing Through Suffering, Recognizing Personal Baggage, Life Without Baggage, Passing Through the Valley, Restoring Identity, Dignity, and Destiny. And as I mentioned, the last few podcasts also address these different aspects of suffering. You can find my books on Amazon. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram if you'd like some additional inspiration. If you'd like to send me a comment or have a suggestion for a future podcast, again, if you go to my website, drtonycooper.com, that's really the best way to send me any kind of feedback. If this helped you, think about sharing it with a friend. So let me pray a blessing for you. Again, I'm going to bless you from Isaiah 11:2. May the spirit of the Lord rest upon you, the spirit of extraordinary wisdom, 
his spirit of perfect understanding, his spirit of wise strategy, of mighty power, of revelation, and the reverential awe of the Lord. And Lord, I pray that you would help this person see what you want them to see, understand what you want them to understand, of how to move forward with joy and with confidence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This was Life Without Baggage, and this is Dr. Tony Cooper. Thanks for listening. Thank you.